This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. With Kevin De Bruyne, who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane, and it's another chance to make it three, and he doesn't miss this time. That's Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. Hello and welcome to our 12th episode of the season and our first North London Derby special. We've got a hell of a show for you today, so let's get to it and introduce our guests. To my Lily White left, he's our resident guest of the podcast, the man who thinks Superjan has lost his red cape perhaps, and who's now unfriended Mike Dean on Instagram, Shane. It's Jared Bassamente. How are you, bud? Uh, I'm waiting for Mike Dean to return the check I sent to him. It's really, no, <laughs> it's really not, not okay. Bribery is no longer for Mike Dean, or maybe from Arsenal. Uh, joining him on Team Spurs is a first-time guest. He's the writer and blogger of the Tottenham Hotspur World News Outlet, which, of course, covers all things Tottenham Hotspur. Please welcome Mr. Will Rivard. How are you, bud? Uh, I could be better. You know, be better. if we would have just ended that match at halftime, I'd be great. But, you know, <laughs> here we are. I think Joe <laughs> might agree with you. Uh, and to the right in red, we're delighted to welcome, for the first time on the pod, an Arsenal fan and the vice chairman of the Casey Gooners. Please welcome Mr. Brent Anderson. How are you, bud? Thank you, gentlemen. Feeling fantastic, actually. How could I not be? Uh, fully, fully decked out. And uh, I, I don't think I've taken off my scarf actually since uh, since yesterday. So no complaints. Glad to be here. Love it, love it. Uh, and joining him to make Team Arsenal, we're glad to welcome back the co-host of the Lads Podcast, the man who taught Wenger how to zip up his jacket, and who once again <laughs> joins us from sunny Philadelphia. It's Kevin Patent. Welcome up, bud. Hey, sup? Uh, it is really sunny here in Philadelphia because it's also red, so uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Love it. The banter has it's... already begun. Uh, now, since this is our North London Derby special, uh, the games are similar but with a red and white twist. So for our first game today, we're going to play Best Bits. Very original name. For this game, uh, we used an independent survey that asked our fans what they thought the biggest talking points were from uh, Sunday's game. So all our teams have to do is figure out which top four made the list so four points for guessing number one three for number two and so on uh so brent from team arsenal since you guys uh since you guys won the game uh why don't you kick us off and tell us out of the all the talking points from the match what do you think was the most talked about tough call there's so many to pick from there were. Uh, and, really and, were. and 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 you can go ahead and, and re- remind everyone that we won the game but <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Only once. <laughs> I, I, I think I might have to go with uh, just Emery. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I want to single out uh, particular plays and players, mm-hmm. uh, I really come down to him at the end of uh, at the end of everything. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right, bud. That was certainly on the list. His performance in general got a lot of plaudits from a lot of critics uh, around England and America. Uh, however, it was only number one on the list, believe it or not. Or should I say that? There was a lot of talking points. Um, however, that does secure Arsenal their first point. Um, so, Brent, tell us a little bit more about his performance, uh, in your opinion, in this specific game, how he changed the game, uh, what he did creatively for the team, um, all that good stuff. I think what I love, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of pressure, obviously, coming out of the Wenger era and just, you know, watching what he's done in 
God, I mean, we're, we're here at 19 games without a loss. Just, I was really struck, well, more than anything, uh, how he responds to the way a game is going. And that was something that Wenger caught a lot of flack for, especially, you know, in the last couple of years. And I know that, you know, it certainly frustrated a lot of fans just to be able to have that mind. And Mm -hmm. I feel like he went into yesterday um, just, and I mean, what a huge, uh, of all matches, like this, you know, your first derby at home and to go in and just really act decisively and make, you know, two subs at half, like mm-hmm. major ones that just really impacted the game. I just was really just hugely appreciative because I mean, it's a ballsy move. Like we're, we're sitting here going like, all right, you know, we're down. Um, what's he going to do? Or are we going to come out with subs? All those questions that we invariably ask and deliberate. I just was, was really struck by that and the changes that he did make Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impact of the impact of the game immediately. Yeah, I mean, speaking of those changes, and let me throw a question to Jared here on uh, on Team Spurs. Um, uh, we were kind of questioning too the fact that Arsene Wenger would, in the past, kind of not be so you know <coughs> decisive with these decisions. But here he is making two subs, and we're like, wow, he's made two. But did it turn out to be the right call for Arsenal in this particular game, Jared? <clears throat> I mean, you could argue. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what uh, how much of an impact uh, uh, Ramsey had. Uh, but I think it was certainly taken off Mkhitaryan was was probably the bright move. Uh, but to flip it back on the other side, you know, you, you almost felt uh, Pochettino being being the more Wenger like and just hanging with that lineup for as long as he did. Mm-hmm. As we just watched uh, it all unravel in you know 120 seconds, uh, but. <clears throat> You know, you can't deny that uh, Emery certainly has his team firing on all cylinders. Uh, I've said before on the pod, I mean, this is uh, Arsenal or squad to have too much money and too much talent to be not excelling in the sport. And and here you have it. And this is a, a rising Arsenal squad is obviously our worst nightmare. Uh, but um, <laughs> we will uh, we'll see them again on March 2nd and hopefully uh, in our new house if we have electricians or something. I don't know what's going on. If it's built. Um, all right, we're back to uh, the list. We've got first, second, and third still to guess. And Will, you are up next, bud. So uh, what other talking points made that list? Are we talking about the Arsenal talking points again or the Spurs uh, Just points? the game in general. I mean, it can be from either side. Um, either uh, side. I guess uh, Foyt has got to be in there at some point, but I'm actually going to go with uh, Toby not playing for Spurs. That Scott's is not starting him. Yes, that is that is certainly on the list, and that was actually number three on the list, so just the two points for that one. Um, Will, talk us through that decision. A little bit bizarre, perhaps? <laughs> Will, you have two oh. hours. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just a little background. I actually work as a personal trainer, and so I think this, the decision to sit Toby was purely fitness-related. Okay. Because the guy, if, if you look at Spurs, every central defender we have on that roster has now missed time this year due to an injury. Uh, Dobinson's out with a hamstring injury. Toby missed a huge t- uh, amount of time last year. The hamstring injury, mm-hmm. uh, Vertonghen just came back. I think they prioritized the um, Inter Milan game midweek and said, hey, we got to have all hands on deck for this one. Let's get through that and then look at the North London uh, derby. Sure. Um, now, I would have loved to have had him in that game. Don't get me wrong, but I think we were stuck between a rock and a hard place. You either start Foyt alongside Vertonghen or you start Eric Dyer and move him back into defense. So, I mean, I think that was a move out of necessity. Like, I, I don't think 
that was in Pochettino's hands as much. I think that's more fitness related, in my opinion. Interesting, uh, interesting. Uh, Kevin, as a, as an Arsenal fan, um, do you think this kind of played more into Arsenal's hands to give them the victory, or do you just think, kind of on balance of play, things are almost equal still? Yeah, I think it really made like Jan Vertonghen like really uncomfortable. I mean, you got to like to be big talking point. I mean, I'm the, I don't mean to kick you guys while you're down, but like, <laughs> oh my god, like I, that starting off the handball and just I, he just looked uncomfortable the whole time. He didn't have his bud, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think they were just really just shook in the back. It seemed like they were very disorganized. A lot of just balls given up in the midfield. I I really think Toby was definitely one of the key parts, like Will was saying. Mm-hmm. That I uh, that I agree. They did uh, someone un balance that defense as we saw with those uh, last two Arsenal goals uh, and Kevin we're uh, over to you with uh, first and second spot still to guess from this game uh, so what other talking points made it uh, I, you have to say Aubameyang I mean the guy just was absolutely electric in this game for once not hitting just a sitter like hitting outside you know mm. he's been known just as the guy who just like lays it up for sitters and he actually had a really bad miss in this game but um, obviously slotting home the penalty uh, getting the shot outside the box that was amazing and um, and then you have like obviously the bad press from like the banana incident but I mean mm. it's like good and bad you had a lot of good and bad press coming out of Aubameyang so that would have been my pick I um, like my, my second would have been like Lucas Torreira, but I'm going to stick with Aubameyang. Um, Aubameyang was actually already mentioned, kind of all encompassed in uh, him, his oh, performance. Okay. So uh, go and take another shot for me, bud. Um, what, are, what other talking points do you think there were? Well, shoot. Um, I, I really played all my cards there, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like Kevin had to take a, you know, to take a time to breath here. But, uh, you know, from the lily white side, we'll say that that is just... Absolutely the wrong kind of press that you want to hear. Yes, uh, and we're yeah. you know pretty pretty pleased that uh, uh, Tottenham is taking swift action, um, finding the uh, uh, the fan being banned from all matches, and uh, and I believe he's been arrested. So uh, uh, yeah. that uh, obviously has no place in the match at all, and uh, pretty pretty disgusted by it. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, okay, Kevin, give us uh, give us another guess if you will. Uh, what else made the list? Um, I guess I would just say like how gritty the match was. I mean, like how like um, what's it called? Obviously the sideline brawl. I mean, I think that would have been a. Ga- it felt like an actual North London derby. And this might not even be the list, but for me, I thought that was a big talking point. I was like, how exciting it was to see these two teams like actually look like they hate each other, and the atmosphere at the Emirates was actually like electric for once. So it, that was that, on the. You, you got it. It was on the list. Right. Yeah, there that was, we go. Let's go. <laughs> that was second spot. It, it was technically uh, Eric Dyer's goal and celebration that led to that uh, oh. touchline brawl that kind of uh, fed off Deli Alley having a fight with Aaron Ramsey and then Pochettino running in and then it all kind of spewing out. Yes, you're absolutely right. It was a classic North London derby brawl. We always seem to have one in each one of the last 10. Um, but let me ask you, Kevin, of uh, Eric Dyer and his, uh, his performance uh, of the North London Derby and his attitude towards the game. Uh, well, we'll just say his celebration after the goal didn't age well. Um, <laughs> it, um, you know, I, that, was, that was my big thing going into the game was like, if this game was going to be won, it was going to be won in the trenches of the midfield between Torreira, Sissoko and Dyer and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Eric Dyer's attitude going in was pretty good. Obviously, there's a lot of momentum after that stupid free kick given by Socrates when he had Son exactly where he wanted him, but that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, 
But what I'm going to say is I definitely see him like I think you're just going to get what you're going to get with Eric Dyer. That if that makes sense. Like you, mm-hmm. you we've seen enough tape of him and be like, all right, like he's going to be decent some games and then he's just going to give away possession in the midfield. It's kind of like Jordan Henderson. I see the same thing. Like some days he's phenomenal and other days it's, just, it's like a lack of consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent, would you agree Eric Dyer's performance in your opinion? Absolutely. I'm sorry. He 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 definitely didn't make himself uh, someone to uh, hold close. Uh, and I mean, really, Torreira was dusting him, and especially in the second half. You know, I <laughs> it's a tough one because I'm sitting here trying to be uh, judicious and, and assess accordingly uh, in the nice, uh, balanced ways that every my my compatriots here have been doing. Don't, um, don't, but, no, 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 don't. You don't. This is a team first, game. Like, first time out, I'm trying to be diplomatic. Maybe I should just go for it and get banned from the show. But uh, <laughs> he really, you know, I'm not. I, I'm not going to sit and take away from the goal. Although I should say, Leno, Leno is regretting that. Uh, still, um, mm-hmm. he, yeah, it just, I think he, you know, to the, to the points made earlier about the whole defensive back there, I think they were just sort of off their game and l- later on, especially he was just left wandering, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, and really became a non-factor after that. And mm-hmm. to your point about, you know, his celebration being a little premature, uh, I would, I would completely agree. And it's mm-hmm. probably going to, you know, it's coming back to haunt him. It certainly is, especially with Aaron Ramsey's Instagram. I did see that one where uh, Eric Dyer did shout to him to sit back down, and sure enough. Delicious. <laughs> for an Arsenal awesome family. You know, mm. I, I got to pile on on this one, too. You know, like sure. what we were just talking about in terms of the atmosphere and the the what you want out of a derby. For the first time in really as long as I can remember, and, and this is, you know, like Boyce and I have commiserated over this because, you know, we went to – what three straight North London derbies and got draws, and you know we're we're sitting here for the first time in in, in ages back home watching this, going, God damn, I want to be there, and it was you you just sensed it in the fans talking to our friends there on WhatsApp as they were at the game, watching the fire of the guys on the field. Even afterwards, I'm like, this is a this is we're not used to this, man. Mm, yeah, you know, Arsenal has deservedly caught a lot of flack for maybe coming off soft and being uninspired and dispassionate, and really just not firing as a team i saw just absolute blaze in everyone out there yesterday and and not just in you know sideline dust-ups are what they are but in a game like this you want to see that you want to see everybody just raring to go mm-hmm. and we saw that yesterday and mm-hmm. i'm still buzzing i'm mm-hmm. like just buzzing for a while i uh, would assume uh jared it's over to you for last guess which believe it or not is the top talking point um so what do you think it is bud <sighs> All right. Well, we touched on Vertonghen before. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, it's really between Vertonghen's red card and uh, uh, the uh, absolute perfectly legitimate penalty drawn by Hungman's son. Um, <laughs> not a doubt in my mind at all. I don't, know how, he's, I don't know how he's ever going to be able to walk again. <laughs> turn the recording device off so I can tell you what I really think. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Sonny's penalty. Sonny's penalty will absolutely do it. Uh, either one actually would have got the, the maximum four points because I think the talking point in general here was Mike Dean's <laughs> Mike performance Dean. <laughs> as a referee. Uh, obviously, Son's penalty dive. Yeah. Uh, Son's penalty dive. Uh, Jan's uh, yellow to red card. <clears throat> uh, you pick one to start with, and I'll give Will the opinion on the other one. So you choose and uh, break down if it should have been awarded or not. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, there we go. Um, you know my thoughts on both. Uh, they're pretty predictable, I think. But 
uh, let's talk about Sonny. And I say this because we've had the discussion on this podcast before about uh, about VAR. And actually, uh, for those new to the podcast, we actually had our home and home host. So Casey Gunners hosted us uh, this weekend at, at Johnny's, and it was fantastic. It was a blast. Um, and Boyce and I were talking at halftime. He said, well, I don't know if Jan's hand actually hit that ball. And I said, oh, I don't know. I think it did. Um, and then you look at all the replays of Sonny. And, you know, if you had any eye on our Twitter page, I saw what we thought about it. We're like, Ooh, we'll take it. It's the Derby. <laughs> uh, but what I'm not a fan of is pausing the game for any amount of time and then going and looking at the box and coming around and all that. I feel like there's a very there's a simple solution here is adding another official at the end line. All these officials, they're they have their headpieces in. They talk to one another and all of that. It is nothing more than just another set of eyes. And to reduce the the beautiful game down to trying to parse and define a catch like they do in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I uh, please, please spare us that. But that being said, I feel like Sonny sold it. And uh, as a former player, you know, that's part of the game. I'd be lying if I told you I didn't sell a couple in my day. But <laughs> the idea is another set of eyes. I think that alleviates a lot of what people are viewing as the absolute necessity of VAR. Um, uh, and maybe we go back and look and maybe, uh, at, on the same end, uh, Vertonghen's arm doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. however, what is true in all of this is, uh, and I forget who the penalty was called on actually, <laughs> uh, uh, it might've been Socrates yet a rough day, uh, despite the win. Um, but in the same vein of Vertonghen, you don't, a ball in the box, you don't flail your arm up. You know, that as a center back. Uh, again, you have to know that that attacker is looking for contact, is looking for anything to sell that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and close or not, he did he did come near to raking him on the back end, and Sonny made it convincing. Yeah. Uh, Will, would you agree with uh, all those comments? And uh, give us your opinions on uh, Mike Dean in general. <laughs> oh, man, I have no use for Mike Dean at all. He can, <laughs> he, he can go to hell. Jurgen Klopp can go run across, across the field and give him a hug next week if he calls that match. <laughs> But seriously, though, um, the the sunny penalty, I agree with Jared on that one. There's contact there. You know, what do you want him to do? I mean, do you want him? To, I mean, and, and Sun takes people on. You know, that's one thing he does. He takes people on all day long. Um, the one call I have an issue with is uh, Vertonghen's red card. Okay. And and I realize he caught him with the studs, but what do you want him to do in that situation? You know, mm-hmm. he won the ball first. He slid in there. He obviously took out Lacazette, but, you know. That's that's a tough call. I mean, obviously he's already got a yellow, so you know if you give him another yellow, he's out. But I I think that's harsh because you catch the ball and you know there's there's no way to pull out of that, right. you know, and not and not collect Lacazette. So I mean, I think that one's tough. As far as Vertonghen's handball in the box, I mean, you know, physiologically when you jump and stuff, your arms are going to go up. Uh, it just happens. Uh, it's unfortunate it caught his arm. I mean, it's probably uh, definitely a penalty and all that, but. I mean, that's kind of my take on all that. Well, let's move on uh, to game number two, which is another new game I like to call Fact or Fiction. Fact or Fiction. Again, these names are just great. Um, so here's, <laughs> here's how it works. Uh, I'm going to give each team a stat from any North London derby, and all they've got to do is tell me if they think it's true or false. Fact or Fiction. Easy stuff. Uh, two points for a correct guess. Uh, team Arsenal. Oh, one thing I will clarify is you guys can technically confer with each other on your teams. Uh, there is no time limit. Team Arsenal, you're up first with this one. 
Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is the first player to score with 10 consecutive shots on target in the Premier League since a Blackburn player in 2007. Guys, on Team Arsenal, is that true or false? Ooh. Uh, well, he's been this, is how we, this is how he gets you. James, you're so specific. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Testing my Blackburn knowledge from 2007. I mean, <laughs> how true an Arsenal fan are you? <laughs> going, going deep here, man. Yeah. All right. I, this, is I, how I, this is how I prove my Arsenal fandom. Shit. I know. Wait a minute. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, you know what? Um, I guess we just have to answer, don't we? Um, yeah, yes. I, One of you. You know what? True. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Let's true. go, Abba. Yeah, All yeah. Right. I'm gonna say true. It is true. Nice work, right. Team Arsenal. There you go. We'll take those okay. two points right there. It is true. Believe it or not, he is on quite a roll. And as we talked about earlier, um, I'm sure his skills will continue onwards. Uh, Team Spurs. This next one's for you. After converting his penalty on Sunday, Harry Kane has now scored the most North London derby goals out of any player from either side. True or false? Ooh. That's a tough one. God. I was just looking at these stats the other day, too, for the article me and Kevin wrote, and I cannot remember this to save my life. Uh, You're saying that Harry Kane is the all-time leading scorer in in the the Derby. London Derby, yes. That is... Uh, Is it fact or fiction? Oh, goodness (laughs) gracious. Uh... I'm looking at my colleague here virtually. Uh, <laughs> man, I don't know. I, Need you the know, I want to say fact. He's got, he's got uh, what, eight and eight, I think, he's got now, a lot. right? I, I think they said, I think it's, I think it's eight and eight, so it's got to be close, man. I don't, how many, I don't know how many out of Bayor scored. He played for both clubs, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many he scored. I, I don't know, man. I'd almost go with fact on that one. Jared, you with him? I trust him. Let's do it. Fact. <laughs> It is false. He is not. What? And you, do you know what's interesting? You, Was you, it Adebayor? It, it's, he's tied with Adebayor. He's not the no leading. He, it's, oh, <laughs> he's oh tied. My God. They both <laughs> have eight goals uh, between them. So if Kane scores one more, then he will take the mantle. But uh, currently, so as a, it stands. So it's a draw. Therefore, we get one point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we haven't hard. had a draw all year. Give us this. Come on, man. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Team Arsenal, this next one's for you. Tottenham have dropped more points from winning positions in Premier League games against Arsenal than any side has against another in the league. Okay. True. Oh. <laughs> no, no pause for I'm, consideration. I'm dead serious going true with that. True. Brent, uh, Kevin, excuse me, you with him? Oh, hell yeah. That's my partner. Yeah, I'm going to go true. <laughs> Sadly, it is true, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Scary stat that I came across when I was uh, doing my research, but it is, in fact, true. And it is 40-0 points that Tottenham have dropped from being in a winning position and then losing the game. So crazy, but true. Mm. Nice work, Team Arsenal. I'll get you those points. Uh, Team Spurs, this last one's for you. This is the first time a North London derby has seen a red card awarded since September of 2013. Uh, True or false? Is I think that's got to be false, right? Didn't they had a red card? Uh, it was a two-two draw at White Hart Lane. Oh, was that in thirteen? That had to be in fifteen, right? Wasn't that in fifteen? I I'm very impressed with this knowledge. Uh, the, <laughs> I think I'm, it's. I'm, I think I'm, it was in fifteen. I'm gonna go with you here, Will. Are you going with false? Is that the call? Yeah. 
Yeah. It is false. Nice work, Will. Yes, it was actually a 2-2 draw. Uh, it was in 2016, so you're a year off. Um, and yeah, was... Kane, Kane had the goggles on. I remember Kane that. Had... He broke his nose. He was... Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yep, that's it. Uh, it was uh, Francis Coquelin. He got the red card, uh, which then allowed... <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and there has actually been 12 red cards in North London derbies since its Premier League inception. So that's a little fun bonus stat for you. That's actually, it's actually quite a, quite, quite a few. It is quite a few, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all things considered. Go um, let's move on to our last game, guys, which is another round of our classic closer, which is player profile. Now, for those who aren't familiar, it's going to be where I provide five different clues to a current Premier League player, each clue easier than the last, the first team to shout out their team name and correctly guess said player will win the two points. But you only get one guess as a team, uh, so an incorrect shot will freeze you out. Uh, now, obviously, in the spirit of the North London Derby, the clue to these players is Derby Day Scorers. Now, that means Spurs or Arsenal players who have scored within the last five years in the North London Derby. Okay, uh, there'll be six clues this week, an extra clue. Um, three of them will be Arsenal players, and three of them will be Spurs players. Guys, are we ready? Yep, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, player number one is an Englishman. Played in the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's waiting. Played in the World Cup for the national team. Once. Kieran Gibbs. Uh, it is not... I'm going to take that as a call. Uh, Don't forget to say Team <laughs> Arsenal first. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're good, you're good. Uh, it is not Kieran Gibbs, so that does freeze you out. So Team Spurs, uh, these last few clues are for you. Uh, once loaned to Leicester... Oh, uh, God damn it. Oh, uh, we'll take that. <laughs> we'll take that. That's Harry Kane. It Thank is. You. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Jesus. Harry Kane. Yes, King Kane it is. Uh, I want to ask real quick, actually, just as a side note. Harry Kane's performance in this, uh, abject, average, what do we think? Uh, he, he disappeared. You know, James, we talked about this. You know, yeah. uh, he wants to be involved in the game, was falling further and further, you know, more shallow, not stretching the field. Yeah. Uh, just uh, frustrating. In, indeed, it was. Indeed, it was. I'd say a microcosm for his season. To be honest with you, I agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not, and maybe he's not getting service and all that. But like you said, if he's picking the ball up in the midfield, that's that's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And, and he did that during the World Cup, actually. And that yeah. was, you know, it felt like we were looking into the future. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he'll uh, turn that around. All right, play number two. Did play once for Everton. Has only scored six goals in his 66 appearances. A German international. A centre-back. First name is Skodron. Jared. <laughs> I'll take it, Jared. Team Spurs, what is it? <laughs> I'm so used to that. Oh, <laughs> it is. Skodron Mustafi. Yes, nice work. And that'll get Team Spurs those two points. Uh, player number three is a Belgian. A defender. Spurs. Yes, Spurs. Uh, Alderweireld. 
It is Aldebaro. Nice. nice. Good shot. Uh, you're nice. not ready for this second half comeback. It's going to be so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's going to feel so Derby-like. Um, I'm impressed, Joe, too, because uh, you could have gone with Vatonjan. Um, so you, you went the right way. Nice work on that. Uh, that'll get you those two points. Player number four has played for Arsenal since 2008. Yeah. Jared. Jared, was that you? Yeah, it was me. God, I keep saying Jared Spurs and flipping back and forth. So good. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, Ramsey. It is Aaron Ramsey. Oh, nice. You're on fire, oh, man. embarrassing. Good <laughs> yeah, nice. that hurts. Someone has been there forever. <laughs> uh, the other clues were a midfielder assisted one of the weekend's goals is a Welshman. First name is Aaron and Ramsey. Nice work, Jared. Uh, player number four is another German international. Well, number five, excuse me, is another German international. Spurs. Yes, Spurs. Mesodosal. Ooh, Team Spurs are on fire right now with just a single clue. But yes, that is absolutely correct. Outstanding. Outstanding work. Uh, it is Mesodezo. Has played for the Gunners since 2013. Plays as a midfielder. Did not make an appearance over the weekend, surprisingly, actually. Uh, and first name is Mesut. Uh, team I think Ars- I found comfort in him not being on, on the squad. <laughs> why? Yeah. I mean, maybe, Kevin or Brent, you can answer. Why, why didn't he play? I was kind of confused about that. Oh man, where to even where to even start? I mean, especially you know, two weeks in a row is obviously calling it to uh, question a lot of factors. Um, mm-hmm. And when you hear back spasm, you're kind of like, okay. Yeah. And 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 Emery didn't really have an answer when pressed. Um, and it's it's somewhat suspicious. It just makes you wonder if, despite the man's you know stunning talent, there's some definite unpredictability, and it makes you wonder if Emery sees him fitting in his system. Interesting. Yeah, well, like I said, let's see how that works. Gotta think if gotta think if they need them to win in the way they are. Good grief. That's true as well. That uh, that sadly is true. All right, last He definitely play- didn't hurt his back tracking back on yeah, right. practice, I'm sure. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> or running. <laughs> I never did either, and to, to be fair. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right, guys, the last one of the game. Uh has played for his club since twenty fourteen. Is considered a defensive midfielder. Has only scored eight goals in his 145 appearances. Spurs. Yes, Spurs. Spurs. Uh, what are we thinking, Jared? You think that's Eric Dyer? It's like they're, <laughs> it's like they're rubbing it in. <laughs> uh, I, d- I think I think you might be right. It, All right, it, let's go. Going with it? It is Eric Dyer. Yeah. Yes, that'll get you those <laughs> final two points. Well, well done, my friend. <laughs> um, good work. Yeah, he did score over the weekend. And, of course, his first name is Eric Guys, that is the game, and I mean, this is just a quiz, but if only this scoreline were reflective in the actual uh, North London derby for Spurs, and wow, that'd be impressive, because Team Spurs today scored an impressive 19 points to Arsenal's 8. So congratulations, Team Spurs. You are the quiz winners. How do you feel, Jared? It's a victory. We will take it. And uh, you know what? We'll we'll take those relishes as we toast uh, playing in the Champions League. So that's great. <laughs> love it, love it. Will, how do you feel? And, about uh, nice work. Well, uh, metaphorically, I'm running across the field, uh, Jurgen Klopp style, to give Jared a hug. Obviously, after this uh, this victory, uh, we aren't going to Disney World like he said. Hopefully, we're still in the Champions League. We're not heading to Europa with with Arsenal. But yeah. It's, it's nice. I will not break your glasses, I promise. <laughs> uh, Kevin, bud, consolations on the quiz. Uh, but how are you feeling in general? 
Well, no, you gotta let him win something. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it was pretty fun. You know, you just, uh, you just, we kind of bagged it in in that last round. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, you nope. know, you, we're we're gonna look at the tape, and uh, we're gonna we'll be back stronger. So we'll be back stronger. Uh, Brent, bud, how you feeling? Feeling great. I got to admit, you know, maybe a little so uh, exhausted and woozy from uh, yesterday's celebrations, but you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. <laughs> give him the win. Spurs have this one. But like Jared said earlier, I mean, when you guys come to our hopefully house um, in March, is it March? <laughs> it is March second, I March believe. Second, yeah. Hopefully, there'll be a return victory for Spurs. Who knows? We'll see. Like with all construction, just add six months, guys. Add six months. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How, how many? How many yeah. times over? <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, all right, real quick, uh, Will, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your blog. Uh, when did you start it? Uh, the ideas for it? Uh, give us a bit of a breakdown on it, bud. Yeah, uh, sure. So, uh, guys, my blog is uh, Tottenham Hotspur World, and I started in January. And uh, basically, my blog is just like what the name uh, says. It's all about the world of Tottenham Hotspur, and that's on two fronts. Uh, the first front, all my writing. It's not just the first team. Uh, I also cover the under-18s, under-23s, and the uh, Spurs ladies. And at this point in the season, the U18s are still undefeated uh, this late into the season, which is uh, unbelievable in league play. They have a plus uh, 33-goal differential. We are in front of Arsenal. They're second. They only have a plus 21-goal differential. So I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, Because, hey, we got to feel good about ourselves, all right, when we can. I love it. Um, From a writing standpoint, uh, that's kind of my blog. I also started a new supporters uh, spotlight series where I'm interviewing Spurs supporters all over the world, kind of figuring out uh, why they became Spurs uh, supporters and all that. And that's the second part of my site. With with my writing, what I'm trying to do is bring uh, Spurs supporters together from all over the world. You nice. know, you you don't you don't have to be a Spurs supporter for like 30 years and have grown up in England. I mean, granted, those people are awesome, and I hope they're reading it too. But uh, I want people, no matter how long you've been a Spurs supporter, even if you just become a Spurs supporter after listening to this podcast and hearing us demolish them in the quiz thing, like that's great too. <laughs> um, but but and that's nothing against you guys, you know, you guys are awesome. But uh, but it's just one of those things that I'm trying to bring in different people. You know, Kevin uh, came in and was really nice and helped out with the uh, preview for the match. And if you guys haven't read it, it's hilarious. The ending is, if you're going to church on Sunday, you got to read that ending. Like it's just, it's spiritual (laughs) if, if nothing else, but that's, that's kind of uh, my blog, why I started it and all that. But I want to cover every aspect of, of Spurs, not just the first team. And we love them to death, but the other teams, the under 23s aren't doing well, but the under 18s are doing awesome. And the ladies, up until two weeks ago, they were first place in their league, which was in, in front of Manchester United, who spent all kinds of money and resources getting all these different girls in there. So the fact that our uh, ladies are, were in front of them is pretty cool. Very cool. And uh, any uh, easy links like Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, at World Hotspur. And then, um, of course, my uh, website is TottenhamHotspurWorld.com. Very uh, cool. But uh, you can interact with me on all those levels. Very nice. Very good. Um, Kevin, go ahead and remind us as well about uh, your guys' podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, having me on. Uh, our uh, podcast is called Loud Americans Discussing Soccer. Uh, I do it with my good bud, uh, Martin Frazier. He's a Manchester United fan. And uh, our show is pretty much like, you know, it's supposed to be more like a bar conversation of like talking Premier League. It's more laid back, more satirical. And, you know, we just, we just drink beer and kind of 
to get fucked up and uh, talk about <laughs> soccer and footy. We talk mostly Premier League, and um, we just like just have a good time. Like we just try and make it so if you were like to run into us into like a bar, you'd just be like just guys being dudes just talking hanging out so that's what you know we try and go for and uh it's a, it's a lot of fun it's a fun that we just dropped our 100th episode which is wild oh so, congrats very cool yeah Excellent. yeah we're centurions centurions Woo! like man city so <laughs> well done well done um so yeah you can find us on itunes spotify uh, our twitter is uh lads underscore podcast got an instagram facebook with like the same name lads podcast and uh we got a patreon so uh Help us like buy better beer because I hate just buying PBR for some episodes. Sucks, but yeah. So, uh, but yeah, thank you again for having us on. Will Will's been on the show. I hope to have you guys on the show sometime soon. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, this this has been a lot of. And I swear, like my game show abilities are yeah. like a lot. Not like it's they're still not that good on the show, but they're better. <laughs> Here come the excuses. No I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> thanks. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Kevin. Uh, it's good to have you on uh, as as before. Uh, but guys, that's all we have time for. Uh, big thanks again to my guests, Jared Bustamante, Will Rivard, Brent Anderson, and Kevin Patet. Uh, don't forget to check out our own Twitter page at Kick Corner Flag, as well as our website kickflag.com and our Facebook page. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a great week. <laughs>